It's Monday, 22nd of September 2014. This is HPR episode 1601 entitled, How to Install Lamp. It is hosted by Klaatu and is about 16 minutes long. Feedback can be sent to Klaatu at hackerpublicradio.org or by leaving a comment on this episode. The summary is, Klaatu introduces new web developers to Lamp. This episode of HPR is brought to you by anhonesthost.com. Get 15% discount on all shared hosting with the offer code HPR15. That's HPR15. Better web hosting that's honest and fair at anhonesthost.com. This is Hacker Public Radio, and my name is Klaatu, and in this episode I'm going to talk about how to install LAMP on Linux. You heard that correctly. Um, If you're learning to be a web designer or a web developer, then you probably have already heard about the LAMP stack, and it's at the heart of pretty much the internet, um, as it drives most of the web servers in existence, I think. And if you're doing web designer development on Linux, you'll be pleased to know that you already have a full LAMP stack on your computer, or or you you can get the full LAMP stack pretty quickly with just a couple of installs, and honestly, not really any configuration. It's pretty cool. On other operating systems, installing this stack is pretty convoluted, and you never really achieve a full LAMP stack because the L part is not there. Um, whether you have to splice on the environment that simply doesn't exist on your OS, or whether you're overriding the pre-existing AMP that's shipped with your OS, which which does happen sometimes, and is pretty frustrating. Uh, there are usually lots of hoops to jump through. As is often the case, uh, third parties rise to the occasion to deliver, sometimes sell, easier solutions, but do not be distracted by these, um, especially if you're running Linux already. And if you're not running Linux, this might be a great opportunity to try it out, because if, especially if you're getting into this kind of stuff, uh, Linux just does it so naturally. It's so much simpler. So it, it's actually a lot easier than you think. I'm going to go through it right now, and fear not, it takes only a couple of steps. So LAMP, as you may or may not know, it stands for Linux, Apache, MySQL, or MariaDB, both basically the same thing, and PHP. There are lots of valid alternatives out there, because you could use, like, instead of LAMP, you could use BSD Unix, or or instead of Apache, you could use Nginx, or Hiawatha, or Lighty, or any other number of things. Uh, Postgres instead of MySQL, um, and so on. So, I mean, there's totally other ways that you can do this. I wouldn't worry about that yet. Just do a standard LAMP stack. It's what It's still kind of what everyone else does, and it's just the easiest place to get started. So we're going to install a normal, everyday, well, AMP stack on top of Linux, because that's that's what I'm assuming you're using at this point. So um, if you're on Ubuntu or or Debian or Mint or, or anything like that, 
then it's just a sort of a sudo apt-get or aptitude if you have it, install Apache 2, that's just Apache, and then the number 2, mysql-server, and then PHP 5. If you're on Fedora or CentOS or Red Hat or Scientific, uh, then you would do an su space dash c space um, apostrophe yum install httpd, that is httpd delta, or daemon, actually, uh, space mysql, space mysql-server, space php, space php-mysql, close apostrophe. Or single quote, I guess. It's not really an apostrophe. It's a single quote. But anyway, um, there's sometimes some shortcuts. Like on Fedora or Red Hat, you can do like a, a yum group install web server. That's single quote web space server, close single quote. Uh, and I think on Ubuntu and Debian and similar, you can do like an apt-get task cell. That's T-A-S-K-S-E-L, and then a semicolon, and then a task cell install lamp-server. That's kind of, but both of those will just, they're basically, I would, I would call them meta packages, you know, to just, they'll go out and figure out what you need for the full lamp install. On Slackware, I should probably mention here, uh, you're all ready to go already. You, actually didn't even need to listen this far. You've already got all of those things installed. Okay, so depending on your distribution, the names of the packages might be a little bit different. Like if you're using Magia or, I don't know, BSD or whatever, then, and, and I know that BSD is not a distribution of Linux, I was just kind of rambling. Um, but yeah, you know, depending on what you're using, there might be slight differences in names, but I wouldn't worry about it. Also, don't worry about the fact that much of the world is transitioning right now from MySQL to MariaDB. They're basically the same thing. They were literally developed by the same guy. It's just some, you know, the name changes and legal reasons and stuff like that. Don't worry about it. You can take either one. Both will work fine. I wouldn't worry about that at this point if you're if you're just getting started. Okay, so the next thing that you need to do is start the services that you have just installed, or at least some of them. The the two that need to be started are your web server and the MySQL or the MariaDB server. Those two things need to start. PHP doesn't need to be started, it's just kind of there. To do that, you can do it um, a couple of different ways, and really it depends on what distribution you're running and, and when in the lifespan of each of those you're actually listening to this in, but generally speaking, it's sudo or su-c, whatever you use, service, and then, for instance, Apache 2 or httpd, whichever you installed, start. And then for the other one, it would be, again, you know, sudo or su-c, service, mysql-server, start. So it's like the name of whatever you installed when I told you to install Apache or MySQL, and then the word start. That usually starts the daemon running in the background. Now that just means they're kind of like, they're idling in the background. They're not really doing anything yet, but they're on. They're turned on. So now we can start making requests to a server. So some people get confused when, you know, when Linux geeks talk about servers, because you think of, you know, in, in, generally speaking, you think of a server as a big metal computer, big heavy thing off in a data center somewhere. Um, but we're not obviously speaking of big data center servers. We're talking of a software server. It means a software application that runs, usually in the background, waiting for other computers to make some kind of request. 
And when they receive that request, they can then serve that other computer in the way that that computer is requested. That's why they're called servers. Now you know. So in the case of a, a web server, the Apache application kind of runs in the background and it waits for another computer to come, come in and contact it on a specific port, port 80, and request access to a web page. That's what it does. In the case of MySQL, it runs in the background and it waits for a computer to come and request access to some kind of database and some kind of entry in that database. You can test out your Apache service really, really easily by opening up your uh, web browser, just, just like normal, and navigating to the word localhost. That's L-O-C-A-L-H-O-S-T. That's all you need to do. Just type in localhost in your URL bar, and it will render a web page. Usually it says something like, it's working, or you know, sometimes it's a big, complex page telling you that you've installed Apache, congratulations, and all the other things like that. But generally speaking, if you see something, then it's you're, you're, it's working. You're talking to your own internal web server. Congratulations. Um, and that's really it. You, you've just installed AMP uh, on top of the L, so you've installed your LAMP sta stack. You have a LAMP stack now. There's absolutely no need for third-party easy installs. I've, I've heard of quite a few lately. I never understand why anyone resorts to them. It's just so simple to get a proper Linux Apache MySQL PHP server stack running and you can start developing and testing your code and install a local version of WordPress and all kinds of stuff. Just get practice with all kinds of web developer -y types of things all on your own laptop or desktop. A couple of web developer -y types of people getting started uh, have, have sort of expressed a hesitation to get to, to go down that road to me, um, because I guess a lot of people see web design and web development as just sort of like sitting in Photoshop, sick, um, all day, that's S-I-C, um, all day and kind of designing like front ends or something and then chopping them up and putting them in the web sites, which I didn't even know people did anymore, but apparently there is like this thing, uh, you know, there's still this subset of people who actually do it that way still, which, you know, just to me is very sad because... All the stuff that I've seen online lately can be done in CSS, pure CSS, and, and HTML, obviously. Um, and really, there's, for me, not a great excuse for resorting to doing all that stuff in an image uh, manipulation program and then slicing it and dicing it and putting it online. That's a really weird way to do things, and I don't think it's the, the best way to do things. But I digress. People have hesitated to kind of explore, well, how do you set up this environment? And and I've always thought that that was a little bit strange, and I, I really think that's a bit short-sighted, because if, if it's your profession, or if you want it to be your profession to do professional, like for money, web design, or web certainly web development, then I think that you owe it certainly to yourself, and probably to the person paying you. Um, although, you know, the person paying you may not require it, but if you have it, I think you might find that, that the employment terms are, are remarkably improved. But you owe it, I think, to someone uh, to actually know a little bit about what you are developing on top of. And for people to say that they're a web designer or web developer and not know how to set up uh, j even just as I've described, a basic lamp stack, 
a, a you know a lamp server uh, upon which they can then do their work i think that's that's really risky because you're now completely dependent on some support person who especially as a freelancer or consultant or whatever they call themselves these days you may not have that support person and if you need that support person you may have to pay for it and that's kind of silly um so yeah learning this kind of stuff along with all the other stuff that you have to learn i know it's a lot but it's not a bad idea and and as you've heard it's really not that hard uh and the great thing about a lamp stack if you, you know if you don't want to do all this on your computer if you're not running linux and you don't want to try run, running linux so you can't have a true lamp stack it's it's really not hard to set to set this up on your local network just grab an old computer it could be a laptop it could be a desktop doesn't have to be very powerful at all i run a couple of websites off of a raspberry pi located in the netherlands i mean it's really it's doesn't have to be a fancy computer grab something put linux onto it hardwire it to your network start the web server and there you go there's your web server now start learning git um and other things that modern web people use i hope that helps hope that um sheds some light on some otherwise very mysterious things like lamp stack like what is that hey that was a pun too um anyway i hope that does help i hope you do try it and enjoy it and um as always, you know, you can let me know if there are any questions. Clatu at hackerpublicradio.org. You've been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by an HBR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast, then click on our contribute link to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club and is part of the binary revolution at binrev.com. If you have comments on today's show, please email the host directly, leave a comment on the website or record a follow-up episode yourself. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 3.0 license.